And I'm letting you know, we are moving into a new environment now, my friends, where you go up to an auction, there's one person there, they've just seen the property, you've got a vendor there that's comparing prices to six months ago, and you've just got to go in and just do the work, right? This is the world we're moving in. We're going from, from nuts to normal. And today, my friends, what I want to talk about is a skill set that you're going to really need to handle in this new marketplace, which is the combination of vendor and buyer management. Plus, you've got to keep having the prospecting going in because you need the pipeline to keep bringing stock in. Now, I don't want to sound like an alarmist or a pessimist or it's all doom and gloom, but I just want to let you know that the numbers of GCI have shot up incredibly in the last year or two. I see all the numbers of all the groups. In the bigger groups, there are people writing $8 million in GCI. Of course, it's a business unit. People's figures went up significantly. Even average real estate agents were writing between 500,000 and a million in GCI. I want to let you know that that party is over. And now we're clearly going to see whatever you did in GCI last year, you'll probably do less unless you grow substantial market share. And it is possible, but I am letting you know for most of the real estate agents, hypothetically, if you did 20 sales in the last 12 months and you forecast, you know, the way things are going, you know, uh, lower list to sell ratio, um, urgency has gone in the marketplace and let's assume you go from 20 to 15 sales, right? You need to know that's a quarter income gone, right? A quarter income gone. So there are real estate agents that do 10 sales a year, right? 10 sales, let's say an average of $20,000 commission, that's $200,000. they are on 50% split with their offices, that leaves them $100,000. They probably won't do $100,000 in the next 12 months. So what I've got to say to you is that if you want to have a, an income that is along the lines of what you've got used to in the last year or two, what you need to do is skill up. You need to go pro on some basic foundations. And one of the basic foundation is the ability to be both a prospector, but also a vendor and buyer manager. In the old world that we just come from, list, sell. In the new world that we go to now, it's list, adjust, sell. So you're doing a lot of grinding between a buyer and a seller from the time you list the property. This takes time. Get good or get out, right? And that might not be an option for you. In the end, it might be forced upon you. So I just want to run through a few of the things that are going to help you actually execute what I'm talking about. The first thing I want to let you know is that I want you to understand the term a low absorption market. A low absorption market is where new listings are not absorbed quickly by buyers, right? We've come from a very high absorption market. And at a high absorption market, what actually happens is every time a listing comes on the market, it gets swallowed very quickly by the buyers. In a low absorption market, it takes a lot longer for the stock to be absorbed by the buyers. Now, at the moment, we're not seeing 
a lot of stock in the last two, three weeks because we've got a different dynamic. We had Easter, Anzac Day, today, school holidays. We've got an election, right? But that's going to change. And we are going to start seeing more properties hit the market. Two weeks after the federal election, which is on the 21st, there is going to be an interest rate rise. The headlines around Australia will be first interest rate rise in 12 years. There are buyers at the moment that are waiting to buy when those headlines go in the press. They've waited long enough and they're saying to themselves, you know what, let's factor in. There's going to be fear in the market. First of the interest rate increase rate rises in 12 years. And I've got to say to you, so Aaron is saying he's missing the storm on TV. Listen, Aaron, can you do me a favour? Can you keep me up to date with the score? Because I do want to see that game. By the way, West Tigers, I can't tell you how much joy that team has given me in the last two weeks. So let me tell you why I actually believe there are some benefits in a low absorption market. I've been working in real estate for 35 years. This is my eighth correction, right? This is my eighth correction. And here are the things I see when we see a changing market. The first thing we see is we see more listings come onto the market. And that's a good thing because if you're very good at working the process, list, adjust, sell, you will actually be able to keep going, move forward, win market share. There are stunned real estate agents. They just don't understand the process of listing a property, then servicing a vendor. They don't know how to negotiate getting a buyer up. The buyers control the negotiations, not these stunned agents, right? So I've got to say to you, you want this marketplace to continue if you're a good agent because it has longer days on market and it also means that properties need more VPA. So you're going to find it easier to get VPA because you've got to win out to stand out in a crowded marketplace. In addition to that, I'm urging all my agents, now is the time to actually increase your fees. Now is the time where you can stand out. Now's the time that you can leave the commodity dungeon and you can start being a value-added provider. You can show more, you can do more, you can give more. Now is the time. Now is the time someone's going to be prepared to pay a quarter, a half a percent more because they want the job done. When the market's hot, they think we're all the same. The other thing I want to let you know why I don't mind this low absorption market is that you are going to get less agents. Between July and December this year, there will be people leaving the real estate industry. End of story. It happens when the market starts to take off, people enter the real estate industry. When the market starts to taper down, people leave the industry. <coughs> so, my friends, all I'll say to you, hey, Lisa, hi, Angelo, hi, Sam, hi, Michael, hi to everyone that's come on. So, all I'll say to you is now's the time, push those fees up. Aaron says another storm try. Okay. Now, one of the things I'm going to say to you is while this is all going on, you still need to be prospecting. And I want to let you know the biggest reason why prospecting is such a difficult thing for people in real estate is that it's long stretches of grind and pain interrupted by a few brief moments of elation. And that's not easy. It's not easy to do that. And in addition to that, my friends, what I want to let you know is that if you don't learn how to do this, 
you're going to be on this desperate roller coaster ride all the time. The desperation roller coaster ride, as I call it. When you've got no stock, you start looking for stock. When you get the stock, you stop looking for stock. You try and sell that stock, you sell that stock, then you've got no stock. You've got this desperation roller coaster ride, and it sucks in real estate. So, a couple of rules to help you keep selling but prospecting at the same time. <coughs> number one, the pipe is life. The number one reason for failure in sales is an empty pipeline. Ask yourself this question right now. Do you know what your next 25 listings are going to be? Are they articulated somewhere on your mobile phone, on your CRM system, on an Excel document, on a chase list? Do you currently have a piece of paper or a file that has got your next 25 sellers? The pipe is oxygen, as Sam says. And it's the number one reasons why people fail in real estate. So let's move on. So how do you balance? How do you balance, my friends? How do you balance, my friends, prospecting, buyer management, vendor management? A few hacks I want to share with you. And by the way, <clears throat> whilst I'm talking to you, I am looking forward to going to Perth for the first time in two years this week. I'm speaking at the Rewa Real Estate Institute of Western Australia Institute, their annual sales conference. I'm going to auction six pieces of blocks of land, <coughs> waterfront in Hobart. That's on Sunday. And um, in addition to that, I am got about 11 Zooms on conferences this week. So we're back in there. We've got another sprint now, which the sprint takes us to the winter school holidays, right? Let's keep going. How do we balance prospecting and vendor and buyer management? Number one, you've got to shift your mindset. Number two, you've got to block your time and develop a daily routine. Talking over things I've said many times before, but you've got to block your time and develop a daily routine. And you've got to front load. Listen to me carefully. You've got to front load your day with high intensity prospecting sprints. A little bit of prospecting every day is what you need to do. But you need to front load it at the start, right? Yes, Sam, I want to run for a PM. You need to front load it at the start, right? So what does that look like? Somewhere between 9 and 11 in the mornings. <coughs> now, the first thing I want to let you know is this. Change begins with awareness. Change begins with awareness. With better awareness, we make better decisions. So how do you get awareness? You look in the mirror and you say to yourself, right now, what am I damn doing in my day? Is my day working for me? Am I getting things out of the day or is the day getting things out of me? And I want to let you know, it starts off with you beginning with a CEO mindset. You are the CEO of your real estate business. And when you're the CEO of your real estate business, you start analyzing the stuff that you're doing. Is it bringing me money in? Is it taking me away from money? And you, as the CEO of your life, please listen very carefully. There are three things that you control. 
You can write these down. They're irrefutable. Number one, your actions. As the CEO of your own life, you control your actions. Number two, you control your reactions. So you control your actions, but you also control your responses to things. And then the third thing is you control the mindset. You control the mindset. You're able to actually switch the temperature in your brain. Now, I want to also let you know that the greatest predictor of success is how you choose you're going to invest your time, right? This is going to decide. This is going to decide how successful you're going to be in the next 12 months. How will you invest your time? So let me run through what I believe you should be time blocking from now for the next 12 months to get you on track to write what you've written and potentially not just survive, but thrive. Here is your time blocking hacks. Number one, you need to time block prospecting time. Number two, you need to time block selling time. Number three, you need to time block vendor management time. Number four, you need to time block time with your PA or PAs if you've got a team. Number five, you need to time block getting stuff done time. You know when there's projects, things build up, just activities. You need to time block and get this stuff done. You also need to time block alone time. You also need to time block family time. And you need to time block fun time. You need to actually get your diary and you need to time block what I just said. Because what's going to get you through in these shaky, turbulent real estate times is your ability to compartmentalize your time blocks. Now, let me move on. There's a great saying, Mark Twain, I'm going to read it out to you. If it's your job to eat a frog, the best time to do it is first thing in the morning. Think about that for a moment. <coughs> if you've got to eat a frog, the best time to do it is first thing in the morning. Eat the damn frog. Get it out of the way. It's not going to get easier as the day goes on. And what that basically means in real estate, if it's your job to prospect, get it out of the way early. And I'm going to say to you that multitasking when you're prospecting is a terrible strategy. You should always be laser focused on the prospecting. You should have a list of people that you're going to call. You should be singular focus, not be looking at your inbox, not be looking at your social notifications. And you should just be making your phone calls straight out. <coughs> now, many of you, particularly those in the real estate gym, have been involved in our prospecting blitzes. In fact, we've got one every Tuesday, 11 o'clock tomorrow. I want to share with you a concept called the Panos High-Intensity Prospecting Sprints. These are short bursts of prospecting activity that we do on a daily basis, right? And the reason we do them in short bursts is that you can concentrate at a short period of time. So what does that look like? You might just go out 
15 minutes straight out making calls, then break. 15 minutes, then break. 15 minutes, then break. My friends, time blocking is going to get you through a period of real estate, a transition period. It's going to get you through if you nail it. (coughs) The last thing I want to talk to you about today is the golden rule I always talk about, and that's the 30-day rule. And the 30-day rule says that what you do in this 30 days will affect the next 90 days. This is never going away. We've got to learn to live with it. We've got to learn to live with what we do in May is going to affect us in June and July. We've got to learn to manage the lag. So guys and girls, as I finish off here today, I'm going to give you a bit of homework. I'm going to ask you to carefully track your daily activities. Answer this question. Is the way I'm investing my time helping me achieve my sales targets? Number two, I want you to start using time blocking techniques to map your sales day and make sure that you've blocked off time in the morning to have your prospecting sprints. And number three, let's start off, start off with tomorrow. Two 15-minute high-intensity prospecting sprints each morning, right? Do that. Guys and girls, great to see your life. Block it to rocket, Sam says. I like that. I want to let you also know that tomorrow at 4 o'clock, we've got a great webinar. Peter Matthews and Lee Woodward and myself, we're delivering a great webinar, The Ultimate Listing Weapon, 4 o'clock, that's going to be live on my socials and also on Zoom. In addition to that, I want to thank my sponsors, Agent Box, Before You Bid, Realtair, realestate.com, you know, News Corp, Secure Exchange, all great companies, best in the breed. And I also want to let you know that right now, there's going to be less people in real estate, July to December. Make sure it's not you. And how do you do that? You go pro. You upskill. Don't hope the market was better. Hope you were better.